Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. Today is Tuesday, October 27th. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am joined by the one and only golf prodigy, switch hitting golfer himself, to talk some PGA that will be starting early Thursday morning on the 29th. So we're going to give you a nice, good preview a couple days ahead, let you get those lineups locked in. Get everybody some wins before the Masters next week. What do you think of that, Andrew? Getting ready for the Masters in October. No, November it'll be for the Masters. Right. Well, we're already getting ready for it because we're looking ahead to it and researching it. And, man, that's going to be exciting. But, you know, speaking of early here, yeah, we're going early. We're going on Tuesday for a couple different reasons, one of which is so that I can play tomorrow. So I appreciate the the change in schedule here. Uh, But, yeah, let's fire it up here on Tuesday and break down this Bermuda Championship. I'm excited about it. I uh, This is certainly not a premier field uh, this no. week. However, we've had some darn good luck uh, on some of these tournaments where, you know, you can pick and choose a little bit better and not have 15 guys in the top pricing that are all awesome and you want to put them all uh, on your roster. So. Right. We are going to uh, cherry pick some guys out. And I'll tell you, to be honest, I've already built my lineups on DraftKings and FanDuel. And it wasn't that difficult like it normally is because you didn't have, have as many guys to choose from. So, but, uh, but before we jump into that, real quickly, I want to thank our presenting sponsor, betus.com.pa. Uh, fantastic uh, golf betting uh, on the site as well. You can bet round by round. Uh, the whole tournament, which I like to do, and then you can play matchups. They'll they'll pit one guy against the other. Uh, play multiple matchups. Pretty much anything you want to do. And I'll tell you, Andrew, I I know it sounds crazy, but I, it's very basketball will never be surpassed for me in in playing DFS. But golf, it might be my second favorite DFS sport, just because it's so much fun to watch. You know, it's a it's a unique sweat. Um, it's not yes. for the faint of heart over four no. days, and a lot can change very quickly. You know, e- even if you're down the stretch, obviously with one hole and you've got two guys out there, birdie and a bogey, and your fortunes change dramatically. So it is very unique and, and fun to watch it play out. It really is, no doubt about it. But uh, our friends at betus.com.p uh, have a terrific uh, offer out there. Definitely want to take advantage of that at a 125% match on your first deposit. All right, we are playing this tournament this weekend at a place that uh, Mr. Andrew and myself have said, one of these days, we're going to get down there and play this course. I watched, I looked on the website, they had like a flyover of all the holes. It is absolutely spectacular. Down in beautiful Bermuda, the Port Royal Golf Course, and it's just absolutely amazing. Uh, several holes right on the ocean front. Um, I definitely will bring a couple extra dozen balls if we do get down <laughs> there, because I think I'll be spraying some into the ocean for sure. But uh, we definitely want to get down there and, and check that out one of these days. But I can tell you, I do know that uh, Brendan Todd is the defending champion, and he's also one of the favorites in this event. But uh, do you want to give us a little bit more course knowledge here and sort of give us an idea of uh, what stats you use to help build your lineup? Sure. So it is much shorter than the courses we've been breaking down here 
this summer. It's only 6,828 yards. And for those who've been uh, dialed into PGA DFS, we've been d- breaking down courses in the 73, 74, 7,500 range. So yeah. six, six to 700 yards shorter on average than a lot of these courses. So you don't need to be a big hitter. It's par 71, 36 on the front, 35 on the back, which means there's only three par fives. Right. And, you know, looking at the actual yardages on some of these holes, look for the par fives, we've got 553, 517, 507. I mean, we've seen some courses recently with 507 being a long par four. Yeah. So shorter course, you know, that's why Brendan Todd was able to take advantage of it last year and shoot that course record 62, 24 yeah. under, because he's not a big hitter. No. Uh, par threes have quite a range in length from 148 on the short end to 235. That par three 16th signature course, uh, signature hole on the course yes. on the water. That'll be fun to, to tune in and watch the guys try and uh, you know, put up a good score on that one right on the edge of the ocean. But the par fours are the ones I really want to talk about because okay. of the 11 par fours on this course, six of them are under 400 yards. I mean, right. These guys are going to be teeing it up at yardages really that the amateurs play all the time. Right. So I, I looked at the stats for par four scoring between 350 and 400 yards as one, one stat. And then another one was the strokes gained approach because, you know, we're not as worried about length off the tee. We're worried about who's going to get it close on these shorter holes. No question. Good. Those are definitely two strong ones to go after. A couple things here I want to ask you because it comes into play when we look at these stats you know, I think some of the longer hitters that are playing, again, we have a, a limited field to, to the normal uh, group, but uh, I don't know how many of these guys will really pull the driver out that often. I mean, these guys, you know, most of those par fours for some of these guys is a four iron and maybe a nine iron or, or wedge even in, yep. uh, if, you know, so I I know there's some advantage probably of being, uh, you know, closer, but I, I'm not sure the driver is a, a really key club uh, for this event. Yeah, I don't I don't think it's as important as usual for sure. It's a lot more about course management and then those short irons, nine irons, pitching wedge, sand wedge. How close can you get it uh, for that approach shot? And how hot can you get from the greens too? Yes. Well, obviously, uh, there's going to be a lot of uh, birdie putts, but uh, you had mentioned that 16th uh, if if uh, for those that are big PGA fans and and you play DFS and, and you're a golfing fan, check out the website and, and look at that 16th. It is amazing. It's a peninsula type of green where you know it just drops off into the ocean on the one side, and it's it's very uh, very unique. And I guess the the challenging part from what I was reading about it is if winds uh, happen right. to kick up because you know it can be. You know, an an eight or nine iron for some people, uh, literally when there's massive winds one way or you have to hit like a five iron or something if it's the other direction. So it's that type of, you know, effect that you you see sometimes, uh, you know, on some of the shorter holes when there's wind that that becomes a big issue. So that will be very interesting to see based on what I saw weather wise. It looks pretty good. uh, clear and fairly calm. There's always going to be an ocean breeze there, but uh, 
nothing like out of the ordinary where you know they're going to have to to tighten it up. So, uh, all right, let's uh, before we dive into your stats, let's uh, let's do two things. Let's go to the BetUS.com.pa uh, odds, and what I'd like to do is. Uh, the easy to tell who the top guys are, but we're gonna we we uh, quizzed you last time and got you. So I'm gonna have you go with how about number eleven through fifteen in the odds, and I think you can get some of these guys. Uh, you need to get three of them, and you can have three misses. So we're talking about the eleventh through the fifteenth favor to win this Bermuda Championship. Wow, how about that? I'm going to start with a guy that I'm really excited about. He's my value play of the of the week, not because he's cheap, but okay. because of his potential and his price. He's in the 8K range, so not a value player that you would tr- traditionally think of, but it's Justin okay. Suh. He is. He is the 11th favorite to win this tournament. I think you just like saying sub because of the chud days from, from the KBL. <laughs> KBL yeah. Uh, good right, days. So Very and, good. Enlighten days. some of our, our listeners on this. Justin saw what he's about. Well, he's a young guy, uh, you, uh, you, uh, either USC or UCLA, one of those uh, Southern California schools. I know yeah. it's a big, a big difference for the folks who went there, oh, big rivalry, but that'll really uh, make people mad. <laughs> The point is, uh, Southern California, he's a young guy, sort of in the Morikawa and Wolf age range. Hasn't won yet, but a couple top 10s here recently, uh, or or sorry, top 20s. He had a, well, last three, listen to these last three. Top, uh, tied for 21st, tied for 14th, tied for 8th. Wow. And uh, he's just, you know, finally kind of bursting onto the scene. And he's he scored really well in the stats that I looked at, so we'll get into that more as we go but outstanding uh, and yeah. i mean to be the 11th favorite at just plus 3500 that's very very respectable and maybe a, a real uh secret squirrel if you will if we're gonna will. put that in golf yes absolutely okay let's let's try to hit another one how about henrik norlander he did not make it no is he top 10 he is not what he's, he's got him num- in the top 15 He's number 16. Oh, okay. He just missed. All right. Henrik Norlander, yep. plus 4,500. All right. Close, How but about, it does not count. That doesn't count, no. How about Aaron Wise? Aaron Wise is a no, and you're, you're threatening a two-game losing streak. If you miss one more, Wise uh-huh. is down at 22, but he is getting some action. He was at 5,500. Now he's down to 4,500. So the, the, the word's out on Mr. Aaron Wise. How All about right. Luke List? Luke List? No, you missed what? it. Two losses in a row. It's over. The string is now we have the string going the other direction. You were close. He's, he's just two below at 4,500. I'll give you the guys. After Sa, Sa, there was Shank, Stenson, Sink, Tom Lewis, and Danny Willett. Okay. Wow. But you're I right Stenson, there. I thought Stenson would be top 10, so I didn't go for him. 
now I will announce the top 10. So if anybody okay. surprised you, I used to give you those before I made you guess the, you the five, but I, I learned I my, used it. <laughs> I learned Will Zalatoris, of course, who we've been on, you know, since his first appearance, the uh, really up and comer. He's actually the favorite, even over the defending champion and well-respected Brendan Todd, who's the second choice at uh, plus 1,100, Will's at plus 1,000. Then a massive jump. Would you believe the third favorite is plus 2,300? So this this is, from Vegas aside, they see this as a two-horse race. Uh, right. The 2,300 guys are Harold Varner the third and Doc Redman. Then you jump to 2,800 with uh, Grillo, McCarthy, and Ventura. All, you know, definitely can be considered. And then it rounds out with uh, Rasmus Hojigard, who is playing decent golf, and Peter Malnati and Charlie Hoffman. So All there right. you go. And again, not... Not quite the field we're going to see in the Masters, <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> but uh, they're all in the thick of things. So let's do this. Get all your stats ready on these two categories, because now we've got guys fresh in our mind. And I'll let you you get like 60 seconds to regroup here. We're going to listen to my man with the golden voice at betus.com.pa. Wake up, sports bettors. Sports are in high gear at BetUS.com, so put down the beer and make every sporting event more exciting by putting stakes on the line at BetUS. Earn bragging rights over your friends as you rake in the cash from each week's betting action. But don't settle for any other book. Choose America's favorite sports book with over 25 trusted years in the industry, BetUS. You need a sports book with integrity and longevity, but more importantly, you need a sports book that pays. BetUS has your game with action on football, baseball, basketball, MMA, golf, horse racing, and even esports. No other sportsbook welcomes newcomers like BetUS with their jaw-dropping sign-up bonuses. Sign up now with promo code COACHTALK for 125% sign-up bonus up to two grand. The best in the biz. Now you have the best book in the business with the best DFS provider in the business, Coach Talk. Create your account to make point spread bets, futures bets, prop bets, entertainment bets, live bets, and more. No other sports book is as committed to their members as BetUS. Sign up now and get in on the winning side of the ball. All right. Definitely going to throw a few shillings on a couple of these guys, but I want to see where they, the guys I've handicapped thus far land in your stat study. So pour it on us there, Mr. Andrew. All right, well, let's start with the more general strokes gained approach here for 2021. And there he is, Justin Suh, number four so far this year. Wow. So he's been playing really well. Uh, Will Zalatoris, who we've already mentioned here as the favorite. He's number 12 on the season. Right. How about, here's more of a value play, Scott Stallings. He's a mm. guy that you've been on recently. He is only 7,800 on DraftKings. Yeah. He finished tied for 18th here last year. Uh, so that could That's be a, nice a guy to consider. Yep. 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 Uh, old school, Camilo Vajegas is yeah. 19th in that stat. He's only 6,400 on DraftKings. His last two tournaments tied for 23rd, and then he missed the cut, but he was four under par. So he's playing pretty well for a $6,400 price tag. He's, he's getting up there now. He's been around a while. I wonder if he's still 
gets down like one inch from the ground to look right. at his putt. <laughs> <laughs> yep. If you've right. not seen that, it's pretty amazing. He literally bends his leg and gets down to the surface of the it's uh, of the green. It's amazing. Yeah, but it uh, is fun. Good luck doing that in, in as he gets into his forties. Right. A couple others on this list. Doc Redman, number twenty-one. Yeah. Uh, one of the higher-priced guys on this slate. He's Ryan, dangerous. Yes, he is. Ryan Blom, sixty-two hundred. Mark Anderson, sixty-four hundred. These are guys who are, uh, you know, much cheaper. Uh, Stenson is number twenty-seven on this list. Grio, who you mentioned, yeah. is number thirty-two. And Russell Knox, I want to mention, is number forty-four on this list. Ooh. I think he's. A pretty decent price. He's seventy six hundred on DraftKings. He finished tied for eleventh here last year. Nice. Uh, so you could look there. And then if you switch over to the par four scoring, three hundred fifty to four hundred yards this year, Ryan Brem is tied for third. He's sixty five hundred, tied for hmm. thirty tied for thirty third in Punta Cana. Justin Suh next on that list of all the guys who are playing this wow. course. He's next on the list. He's tied for 20th, along with Harold Varner the third. You know, you got to pay up for for Varner, uh, yeah. but you know he he really takes advantage of those short par fours. He's Scott Stallings, yeah, yeah. Scott Stallings once again. He's tied for 20th in that category. Hmm. Chase Seifert, cheaper option, tied for 29th, and then okay. Russell Knox again, tied for 41st hmm. in that stat. So. You know, again, you say tie for forty first. It doesn't sound that great, but you know he's like sixth or seventh here, uh, highest ranked of all the guys who are playing. So right, uh, those those are the the key stats I was looking at to try to find some value. And those are some great value plays as normal. I mean, there's some low rated guys there in the six hundred six thousand. So that allows you a lot of flexibility uh, in building this one. But you know, I I doubt. You know, at least I didn't have that much trouble from a salary standpoint because, you know, you're not having to pay up for the ROMs and not be able to miss out on those guys or the JTs. I mean, yes, you know, Zalatoris and Todd, I think, certainly deserve to be in the majority of lineups as I think they're the two best players in here. But after that, it's wide open. You know, how much difference is there between a Knox and a you know, McCarthy and a Kraft and a Gordon. I mean, you got a lot of options in there that are two, $3,000 different, uh, but I don't really think there's that much, much of a disparity in the, the talent level with some of these guys. So, um, you know, it might be a, a really good tournament, uh, Andrew, to do one of your, you know, build like 15 hand-built lineups and spread it around a little bit and try to catch that right combination because, uh, you know, I think you're going to have the flexibility from the salary standpoint to do that. So, yeah, Go absolutely. Yeah, I, I like the idea. It's, it's a good point with some of these prices because, again, with a, a field consisting of guys who are not in the top 25 to 30 in the official world golf rankings, that's why you end up with Brendan Todd and Azalatoris. Uh, and Varner as those three favorites, and so you get these guys who are priced eight or nine thousand, who aren't usually priced like that. They're right. six or seven thousand in other tournaments. Like you, you mentioned, McCarthy is a perfect example. He's yeah. ninety five hundred uh, for this event, and usually he's, you know, maybe seven thousand. Guess what uh, he is on Fanduel? 
I don't eleven two. <laughs> so it's just crazy. It's eleven like, two. Is That's it like John, Justin is it, Thomas? Is it John Rahm? Is that who it is? <laughs> eleven two. You know the amazing part about it is I really like Denny McCarthy. I yeah. think he's a damn good player. Yeah. But when I saw that at eleven two, I thought, man, this is so skewed. But you know, you made a good point when you mentioned Russell Knox being forty fifth or forty first in that one category. It's not 41st. You know, you basically, if you really want to look at it, pull all the guys out that aren't in this event, like you mentioned, and then stack those numbers up. Yeah, exactly. And I'll tell you what, there's a lot of categories in here, including scoring and DFS points, where guys like Denny McCarthy are in the top five, like on all, most of them. And so, yeah, you know, you look at it and you say 11-2, but then... You look at the competition, you know, the field uh, that, that they're facing, and, you know, it's it's warranted. It makes sense. Um, but, you know, let me ask you this, though, because uh, this is the big question is, uh, on FanDuel, the two chalk, you know, match play based on Vegas, Zalatoris 11-8 on FanDuel, and then Todd at 11-9. And then if you go to DraftKings, uh, you've got Zalatoris at uh, 10-9 and then uh, Todd at 11-1. So I don't know. what I, I, That's the main first and most important question, I guess, you know, we definitely can share with the listeners. Do you start every lineup with those two or are you going to flip-flop around and, and pick some other guys? I am not going to start every lineup with those two. And in fact, I'm going to play some lineups without either one of them. Wow. But I'm glad you asked the question because it is an important discussion here of what to do with those two guys. Yeah. And you got to love Todd's course history here. Oh, it was gosh, a yeah. career changing moment for him to come back from that long struggle of yeah. missing cuts to, to win in that fashion. But he hasn't been playing well lately. He's tied for 52nd and tied for 47th his last two outings. So I, you know, I'm not going to play him that much. Um, if you look at Zalatoris, you know, he he certainly doesn't have that course history here. But playing so well this fall with three top tens, including at the U.S. Open. Right. And I was just thinking, you know, as you talking about that wind again. His home base is in Texas, right? So he knows how to play in the wind. Yeah. And if you look at the the weather from last year at this event, three of the four days, the wind was over 10 miles an hour. So we're talking 15-mile-an-hour winds on average. So you got to be able to play in the wind. And I kind of like that for Zalatoris. So I'd rather not have to, you know, pick him as one of the top two price tags. But right. I you know, I'm kind of leaning Zalatoris over Todd. It's it, like, especially if I was only going to play one lineup, I would go Zalatoris here. Yeah. You know, it's, we're on the same wavelength and, and, you know, I posed the question cause I, you know, I feel pretty strong about it uh, in the sense that, that, you know, Brendan Todd is a, a terrific player. He's, he's got a beautiful game, but if you've followed his history, he has some serious confidence issues and some big chunks of time where he just completely loses loses it out there and uh, really isn't competitive. I mean, it's a really sharp uh, stretch. I mean, he's he's well documented, stating you know he's got uh, psychologists and everything on his team trying to get him 
thinking positive and in the right uh, you know, type of uh, frame of mind to attack the course and play well. And, you know, when he's in that type of mode, he's he's right in there in the top 10 in any tournament. I mean, he's a player. But when he's going sort of just not that great, like he has been recently in these last few events, it, it has to creep into your mind Is it when you're rostering your DFS squad, you know, is he not in the right uh, you know, golf mindset to be able to win. And if he's not, you know, he doesn't strike me as the kind of guy that's going to be, uh, you know, in the middle of the pack. I, I feel more so that he'll be either contending just about to win it or, you know, down low, just making the cut or something like that. I just, that seems, and again, that's just my my handicapping of, of him and his career and, and different things he's gone through. And I'm with you on, on Zalatoris. I mean, I, from that very first, you know, appearance he made and we, you know, we jumped on him. He, he just has all of the components, I think, of being a star in, on the PGA Tour. I think he's a, he's a guy that you're going to hear about all the time. And this is the kind of field that he really should be able to go out there and beat I mean, he's beat, you know, fields similar to this, not as good, obviously, but on the Corn Ferry Tour many times and, you know, in different spots. I mean, he's got to go out there and feel like in his mind, I bet that he's the guy to beat. And I think that that goes a long way. And I feel a little more confident there at 10-9 as opposed to Todd at 11-1 or on FanDuel Zal Torres at 11.8 over Todd with 11.9. So I'm with you. I'm building my my cornerstone is Zal Torres, and uh, I'm going to fade, which could bite me right in the tail because he could easily win this. I think he's going to be just dead chalk, too. I think Todd's going to be chalk, and I'm going to fade him. Yeah, I, I support that. Uh, nice game theory approach. Uh, so... You know he does need to be dialed in, and he's he's no he's not a Rory type who's just going to be top ten. He's going to show up, and he's he's that good. He he can be excellent, but like right. you said, if he's off, forget about it. So yeah. uh, certainly a guy to fade. And you know, speaking of last year and and how well he played, I want to mention a couple other guys from last year because this course was the host of this tournament last year. But that's it for course history here. So right. after Todd, in terms of some of the guys who are coming back this year. Hank Lebiota finished tied for third. He's only 6,800 lefty. I really like him. He had finished with a final round 63 here, and he's made his last two cuts. Wow. There's, a, guys, there's a giant secret squirrel if he can make it. <laughs> absolutely. And the two other guys who tied with him at tied for third, they have not been playing well recently. So the aforementioned Aaron Wise, I think, is overpriced at 8,600. And then Brian Gay, he's missed four cuts in a row. He's 6,300. So not looking to go there. Um, the the next four, I probably won't play. F- Fabian Gomez, Ryan Armour, David Hearn, Wes Roach. They haven't been playing well lately. But then after that, we get to some guys who are coming back to this course with some positive course memories from last year who are playing better. And that is Russell Knox, who was tied for 11th here last year. Danny McCarthy was tied for 15th. He, uh, he was tied for sixth at Sanderson Farms recently. Then we go right back to Scott Stallings, uh, who, again, tied for 18th last year. He also tied for sixth at Sanderson. And he said he had three top tens last year. 
you know, uh, that's another sort of, you know, additional stat I'm looking at, so to speak, is what kind of upside do these guys have? Right. And you look at guys who have multiple top tens just in the last calendar year. Those are guys who I think are going to be comfortable with and expecting to to contend for a top 10 and maybe even win it. Uh, You know, perfect example of that is the next guy, Henrik Norlander. He finished tied for 28th here last year. He had four top tens last season. So there's a guy who I think could come here and say, hey, I had a solid tournament here last year. Um, one of the better young players out here, I, you know, maybe I can actually win this week. So and I'll, t- uh, I'll tell you, the yeah. guys like that, Andrew, this is like their masters because if they can get a big paycheck here, nail down maybe a sponsorship, get an exemption. I mean, these are guys, a lot of these guys are trying to qualify to get in some of these events. So, right. I mean, it's life changing, like you said, for some of these guys that have, you know, really been busting it hard. I've got a guy I really like, I want to mention too, and see if he's in your mix, is Ventura, the young man from Norway. Uh, you know, you look at two of his last four events, he finished tied for six at the Sanderson and tied for seventh at the Safeway. Now, those weren't the most stacked tournaments, but I think they were both better than this one. And he was right in the thick of it all the way through at minus 17 and minus 14, on two nice courses and shot in the 60s every day at both of them. So, you know, he he played uh, at the Shriners and shot in the 60s both days, missed the cut by one. But, you know, he's rested, a rested guy, a young guy, and one of those people that can, I think, pounce. And he gets a lot of birdies. Uh, he's one of those guys that's just a birdie machine. He's, he's, he's not a par five smasher, long hitter. So it's th- this that's not gonna bother him on this course. But he's a birdie machine, and I think that's what wins it on this kind of course. Yeah, he's in the mix for me. Um, and it's funny you mentioned those two, those other two tournaments, the Safeway and the Sanderson Farms. You know, a lot of a lot of the guys in this field were there, so he's going right. to feel right at home. I mean, he's basically faced this field a couple times recently and finished in the top ten. Yeah. So he's he's certainly in the top mix. seven. Yeah. Yep. So he's right there. Absolutely. Um, any any other uh, guys you want to mention that are that are uh, you put, given a ton of really good uh, value guys? So I think that's going to be helpful to a lot of people. Uh, how about this? Let's look at this approach real quickly. Any any false chalk here? I mean, obviously we're going to be in the massive minority, very contrarian fading Todd. But I'll tell you the other guy that I'm fading for sure, and I I just don't. This just doesn't seem to be his kind of course is Varner the third. I'm not in his corner either. I know he's dangerous and he can step up, uh, but only one top 10. I don't know. He just doesn't. He's inconsistent. And, you know, you, you hit you spray the ball here. You can grab some doubles on the on the card pretty quick. Yeah, I, I think that's a tough uh, area of this card is you know, right after the two favorites, when you get guys like Varner and Grio, because, yeah. you know, they're certainly capable of winning, uh, certainly top 10. Um, but it's tough when they're that expensive. And, right. you know, like Grio, he's a guy who'll go out there and shoot at eight under in a heartbeat, but then he just can't put four rounds together. And so he finishes 35th. Right. And so how is he going to react on this course? Um not quite sure. It's a tough call. 
obviously PGA, PGA DFS is very difficult, um, yeah. especially when you're getting all these guys who haven't won or maybe they've only won once in their career. So you yeah. just don't you just don't get that. You can't really be confident in, you know, they're going to be there and they're not going to just blow up. So um, it, it's it's a little bit tougher for me to spend up for those guys when they're expensive like they are this week. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, Doc Redmond's another one. He's right there, you know, at 10-4. Very expensive, but, you know, he's proven that he, when he's hot, he's right in the thick of it. I mean, he was on the leaderboard. Was it the U.S. Open? I mean, he was he was right in there on or some of the... was it the PGA? Or the uh, PGA, I think. Yeah, yeah let, me, let me click on that, because, I mean, there's... He has a big game when it, you know, when it's uh, time to... Uh, to get out there, let's see. I, he was minus 18 in the Safeway, so that's where he finished third. Um, and the Wyndham, and then he was in the top. He finished minus three in the PGA, so he was he he was gutting it out there. And so he's respected guy. I just don't know if I could pay that kind of salary for him. I do like him. Out of those three, I like Doc Redman a little bit better. Yeah, me too. Um, and then one other guy I'll mention here. Um, you, you said, you know, a non-value guy, just one who's been hot here, and that's Peter Malnati, who finished second and tied for fifth here recently. He's 9000 so he's cheaper you know, than some of these guys we've been discussing, really hot. So I, I like that option. I'll give you one last name, and, and this is, a again, this is a big secret squirrel. So if he makes your lineup, he, he's not cheap. He's 8,800 on DraftKings, for example, so he's not cheap. But if you look at Hojgaard, the, the young man from Denmark, now it says six top tens in there, but uh, he did a lot of that overseas in the PGA overseas. He won some tournaments over there, so he knows how to win. And, you know, but only eight of 15 cuts with six top tens. How weird is that stat? I so know. He's if he, almost if like he makes Todd. it. Yeah. yeah, if he makes it, he's right in there. So uh, just something to keep in mind on because he's on, we named him, you know, he was on the board in the in the odds and his price is, you know, right in the middle there. And some of those stats stand out. And I don't care what continent you're on when you win, you win a tournament, That's that says something. So uh, yeah, certainly I, a guy I looked, to think of. Yeah, I looked at his game log before the show today and mm – -hmm. Both of those, well, the two things that jumped out at me were those high finishes this year, but right. then the fact that they were in the summer and this fall, he's missed a couple cuts here. He hasn't been playing well, no. you know, the last three events, two cuts and a tie for 48th. So, yeah, unfortunately, he doesn't have the recent form, but if he clicks back in, we know that he has the, the potential to win. Yeah, definitely a, a long shot for sure. All right. Um, if you're watching us right now on wonderful youtube please take a second this is a our one ask of the show is that you hit that subscribe button and for sure if you hit the subscribe button you're automatically entered in our um, contest we have once a month there's only four days left in this one so you have four days left to become a subscriber on youtube and we have a randomizer that that pulls uh, a name out of the of that group and they win a free one-month membership to DFS Coach Talk. So it's a, a very nice uh, prize, and uh, that'll be announced. Uh, we'll put that out on our, our Twitter and our website, et cetera. 
So do that if you can. Also hit the little alarm button as we have several podcasts going up. Our PGA is weekly. We have four uh, NFL shows at least or five, something like that, podcasts per week. Uh, and then we, we're having uh, a bankroll management contest selection uh, pod that if you really want to catch that, become a member, jump in. Uh, it's a members only pod, but we'd love to have you. Even if you come in for a week, try us out. Just watching that pod and going through the strategy and process uh, we use, I think will be incredibly valuable for you. So we really invite you to jump in uh, there. You want to mention the winter special real quick, uh, Andrew? Yes, uh, jump on that. We just released it, uh, what, a week or so ago. And mm-hmm. it gives you access to all of our sports for the entire winter through the Super Bowl. So you get the full NFL season, get the golf lineups, of course, every week, the rest of the World Series. You get the NBA starting hopefully in December. Uh, so you get a nice savings on the monthly price and you get uh, you know, all that access through the Super Bowl. So just go to DFSCoachTalk.com and you can uh, select the winter special. Fantastic. And it's looking more and more like we uh, from the words that I'm reading on the screens and hearing through the the earbuds here. It looks like we may have tip off December 22nd uh, for the NBA. So uh, that winter package becomes extremely uh, valuable at that price for all of the football, all the things Andrew mentioned. And then you may get a nice long group of about seven weeks of NBA on top of everything else if they start, uh, if the Players Association ratifies it and they're good to go. I I really think that's what we're going to see December 22nd on the NBA. So that's very exciting. All right. Uh, Any final words golf-wise? Anything else? Uh, Hopefully, uh, I'll put the over-under on your score tomorrow since I I had the under and, and lost last time out. I'll put you at a, at a nice, cool 79. How's that? I like it. I like the challenge here. Get my mindset on the 70. So I will yeah. try my best to go under it and, and report back to you. So looking right. for a great week of golf here. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. And jump in if as a member if you want the actual lineups. We give out full lineups on FanDuel, the, uh, the coach's clipboard on DraftKings with core plays and pivots. And we do that for every sport, every slate. So that's what you get with membership. And also Yahoo lineups. They don't have a ton of contests right now because they don't do uh, single gamers. But uh, we provided some winners. Shane had a, a monster nice one on there in football on Yahoo. So uh, we're, we're providing for all of them. And I will make it 79 and a half, Andrew. So okay. if you, sh- if you, you bust 80, you're a winner. I win. So there all we right. go. Perfect. No pressure. So we, we thank you all for listening. Hopefully this helps you out, you know, gave you a little bit of feel for uh, the course itself. I think it's going to be a lot of fun to watch because it's such a beautiful course. And I think it should be pretty competitive. So let's take some stuff down because next week's show is the Masters, which is going to be extremely excited. Very, I think very... It's, it's actually two weeks. Oh, is it? I know you're, you're that excited. You'd rather just skip the week the the houston event oh that's it's another texas event you can't forget about that i just remembered that actually the course they're playing on in houston i've played that course before so i'm gonna have course knowledge on that course i was terrible but (laughs) i played it (laughs) all right (laughs) let's just say triple digits that's all i'm gonna say 
right. very tough course. Yes. All right. So Houston next week with a little local knowledge. Not that it did me any good. And then we've got uh, the Masters the following week. So I'm 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 fired up for that for sure. All right. Thank you very much for uh, tuning in. Uh, hopefully, again, this helps you take some stuff down. Join us at DFSCoachTalk.com and definitely subscribe and hit that alarm so you can check out our podcast as they post. So thank you very much. And we look to catch you again tomorrow as we're going to crush it in DFS.